0: Good Sunday morning, everyone. It is time for the Public Affairs Podcast. I am your host, Funky Larry jones My co-host, KG Smooth, is off this Sunday morning, but we're going to get this done as we broadcast live from your local Houston BMW Center studios addressing the topics that shape our city and affect our nation. Uh, Our first guest this morning, uh, Attorney, uh, and I'll get into his group in just a little bit, but uh, Counselor Chip Merlin is with us this morning. And counselor, you have uh, you've given us a, a pretty strong topic to get started on. Are you prepared to fight your insurance company after a hurricane and now maybe an ice storm? But good morning, Chip, and welcome to the to the podcast.
1: Hey, it's it's great to be here with you this morning. Uh, those are pretty important topics to everybody in Houston. It's uh, if you don't have one catastrophe going on, most of the time people always think about hurricanes in the summer and in the fall. Now we got to worry about. You know, ice claims because we don't cold temperatures and we don't have enough electricity to keep uh, our heat on. So in, it's a in big topic
0: in, in a pandemic, So oh, you know, and, I,
1: and during a pandemic. Absolutely. Got yeah. enough.
0: Got enough to worry about. But Chip, before we get started, we always love to uh, let our guests tell us a little bit about a little bit about themselves, uh, where they grew up, where they went to school and what drew you into this line of work.
1: Yeah, that that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a, a military family. My father was in the Coast Guard. We lived all over the country moving every year or two. And uh, just before I was a start, was about to start at the University of Florida, I was in a car accident as a passenger in a car. And everybody else got attorneys. And, and our family was kind of, well, oh, let's not get an attorney or anything like that. And it made me start thinking about the only people that really know, you know where they stand from a legal standpoint are lawyers. And that's really what started generating my curiosity. And then I had an opportunity to go work for a firm that represented insurance companies, and gave me a lot of experience right away. And I was we seemed to be beating insurance companies doing on these property insurance claims because that's what the firm specialized in. Because there just weren't other attorneys that specialized in that. You know, we attorneys do personal injury work attorneys, you know, divorce, family, but Mm -hmm, very, mm -hmm. very few people at the time. This is 1985 when I switched and started my own firm representing just policyholders with property insurance and health insurance claims and disability and life insurance claims.
0: So that brings us up to present day.
1: Well, you know, and since that time it was just me. Now I've got a law firm that's got uh, over 50 attorneys in uh, 12 different offices from San Francisco at San Francisco out to Puerto Rico doing everything from lava claims in Hawaii to uh, earthquakes in Puerto Rico uh, and, and everywhere in between so it's uh, in just about every major storm you know we we have attorneys and I have a catastrophe team and we have an office in Houston Texas and I'm a member of the Texas bar and litigate quite a bit in Texas and we're involved in uh, everything from the flooding and those claims that went on you know, um, in, in, in Houston to the ice claims that are going on right now.
0: So I, w- I wanted to set this stage chip because you're obviously very qualified and have deemed some success. No, I should say some, a great deal of success in doing what you've done. And I only know successful people who are able to branch out and serve have done right by their clients and are able to provide a great service. So saying all of that, uh, how in the world do we do we do we fight or justify getting the the proper claim in um, if we have to go through one of these phenomenal uh, acts of God, if you will? What's the first step someone should do? Uh, secure a policy, read the policy, know know what the policy is, all of the above, or none of that? But
1: yeah, that that that's a great question, and 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 uh, you know, in my book, pay up, I. I went to uh, to set the stage about insurance, how people ought to look at it, how you pick an insurance agent, uh, what happens after you have a loss, and, and what the steps are. But to begin with, with insurance, I mean the it's, it starts at the very beginning. Who's your insurance agent? Most of us never read our insurance policy, and if you ever try to read an insurance policy, most people just don't understand what it means, and you would give up. And then every year they send you another policy that's 50 pages long. And so you have one for your car, one for your home, one maybe one for your business. You got to have a different one for your boat. And do you really have time to keep reading these policies and understand them and all the risks that are out there? And the answer usually is no. And so you have to rely upon professionals to help you. And that's what insurance agents are supposed to do. Unfortunately, most people, you know, we see the You know, the Geico Gecko and and all these other Mm -hmm. ads, they, you know, save 15 percent and people end up buying insurance on price, not really understanding that it's not like going to a grocery store and you can and pick out, you know, your oranges. You don't even you don't know what your policy covers and doesn't. You don't know the different selection of of policies that are out there and really agents uh, and the selection of your agent who's going to get to know you. By the right type of insurance for your type, you know, risk and where you're at stage in life um, is extraordinarily important. So I always you know, start off with select the right insurance agent and and make sure that person is going to visit with you. Know what your insurance needs are, enough information about you so that your insurance on the day that you have the loss, because nobody thinks that they're going to have this happen to so them. I guarantee you a year ago, nobody in Texas thought that we were going to have this huge ice storm and freezing weather and your pipes are going to burst all over the place. And I mean, that it, it's just not, but that's what insurance is about, is to cover that day so that before you read, it, before you don't read that policy, you're never going to read, you know, you've purchased good insurance because your insurance agent was out there selling a policy that's going to cover you as fully as possible and not just on, on getting the best price, but getting the full coverage. And so I think it really does start, with developing a relationship with an insurance agent uh, that will spend a little bit of time with you so you get the right policy and not just buying things over the internet on price. That's that's the first step. Now, <laughs> your question's loaded. What do you do afterwards? And your mm-hmm. first thing after you have the big loss is to call that agent typically and let them know right away, I just had a loss. You know, you know what what do we need to do? Which is then they'll report it to the insurance company, and, and they'll be coming out to, to visit. And hopefully you'll have that coverage that, that you thought you did before the loss ever happened.
0: You're listening to the Public Affairs Podcast. Our guest this morning, Counselor Attorney Chip Merlin. Um, how do you prepare to fight your insurance company after a hurricane or a phenomenon like the ice storm we came through here uh, just this past, uh, past year in a pandemic? And 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 Chip's got some great information. What's the title of your book again?
1: Uh, the book is uh, "Pay Up: Avoiding a Disaster with Your Own Insurance Company."
0: All right. So take us through the nuts and bolts. We we we've picked an insurance company. We've talked to our agent. I had a catastrophe. Now what?
1: Well, obviously the first thing is to make certain that you're safe after a catastrophe. If if you've had a major flood or something like that, there could be snakes and all kinds of stuff that you know could be messed up. Even water damage, make certain that you're not, you know, breathing in molded air and all that kind of stuff. Um, But in terms of, you know, making certain that the insurance company is doing right, um, I always tell people take as many photographs Mm. as you possibly can of Mm. all the damaged property right away. And not just of your property, maybe the neighborhood as well. If It's been a major catastrophe. So that if other people, you know, are, are in similar situations and they're having uh, the roofs put on, take pictures of your damaged property and your neighbors so the insurance company, you know, is, can see the photographs and desk adjusters that could be thousands of miles away. Most people think that, oh, my claim is going to be adjusted right here by somebody local, and that's often not the case. They might have a local person just visit once, but it's going to be reviewed then by people that could be on another part of the country. So these photographs and videos are just fantastic, you know to, to keep and show people. The second thing is to keep you know chronological uh, time and notes of everybody you talk with and get their telephone numbers, what's said, what's discussed, you know, and what they intend to do for you in terms of the payment of the claim, and, and when that's going to be coming. Uh, I keep, uh, I, we have an attorney in our office in mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. They happen to have a major hailstorm. To his own house and Drew Houghton has been recounting, you know, what's happening to him in terms of the problems. He's on his fourth claims adjuster. Wow. And so by the <laughs> time he gets to the fourth one, it's like, well, what happened here? What happened there? And but says, go back and look at these photos. I've sent you over five hundred photographs and some videos, you know, even while the hail damage was going on. You know, showing and depicting what all the damage was, and you know, what, and it's like that that aha moment to the fourth claims adjuster because mm-hmm. you know if you don't see things, it's sometimes difficult just to read and appreciate exactly how much damage has been done. Um, working with uh, your contractor so that they're on board uh, and, the, and the cleanup that's going on and what they're doing, and taking photographs of the stage and progress of the reconstruction, sending those to your insurance company can help move matters along because they can see things as well as read those. And I've found that, you know, photographs and videos, you just cannot take them enough of and provide those to your insurance adjuster.
0: Counselor, what happens if, 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 if I feel like I've been unfairly treated or denied the proper pay? I mean, is there, is there something you can advise us on with that?
1: Yeah, for for property damage claims, there's really uh, a decision. You know, if you don't think you're getting treated fairly, if you feel like you're getting ripped off, I mean, you really have to consider, do I need to call an attorney? Do I need to call this uh, or call a public adjuster? Now, most people don't know who public adjusters are. They know attorneys, Uh, but public adjusters uh, handle claims only for policyholders, and they do so for, you know, typically a smaller percentage than most attorneys, typically 10% or less. Of the claim amount and help document you and help uh, present everything to the insurance company for payment. Obviously, if it's a claims denial, public adjusters can't act as attorneys, and, and they can't threaten lawsuits. They can't go to court. They can't do those types of things. And if there's a problem with respect to the insurance company not giving in, you know, just denying the claim for one reason or another, you really need to go see uh, and seek legal advice. You know, in that situation.
0: So you and I
1: would, yeah. And I'd also say, don't, you know, I think in, in talking, even the example of Drew Houghton, mm-hmm. you know, he, he said, you know, a lot of people would probably chip just give up on some of these issues that the insurance company raising. And he knows not to, but he, this, his concern was, I bet you the insurance companies use this so often by just wearing people down, they say, yeah. forget it. It's not worth it. Even put that portion of the claim in, in for payment. And so, you know, for everybody who's listening, I mean, one thing I'd like to say is don't give up. I mean, they the insurance some insurance companies actually count on people just giving up. It's too frustrating, you know, to keep making the claim. And then that's the time you really should be reaching out to get professional help.
0: Uh, Chip Merlin is our guest this this morning on the, the Public Affairs podcast with some great information uh, about homeowner policies, floods, hurricanes, and all sorts of oddities that will happen while living in the great state of Texas. Um, we flood a lot here in Houston, and you know that. Um, what's sure. your advice for homeowners who may be new to the city or been around for a little while and still don't have flood insurance?
1: Uh, buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that uh, flood insurance is, you know, just for those areas that are, you know, close to lakes and things like that. The, the truth is, as we learned in the last big flooding incident, um, that there's all portions of the, the city of, of Houston that are susceptible to flooding just because of how low and how flat the land is. Mm-hmm. And when you have a significant amount of rain, it can go over the, the levees. And the next thing you know, it's flooding in neighborhoods. You never would have thought that would have happened. And the truth is, in areas where there's the least likelihood of, of flood, the ins- flood insurance is really, really cheap. Um, I don't think it's going to be so cheap in the future as it used to be, but it is really cheap. And I know, you know, if the last, after the last go around, so many people just did not have any flood insurance and they just said, well, we weren't, I never thought we would be in a a flood zone. They didn't even know that they were in flood zones, as a matter of fact. But, you know, if there's one lesson, you know, we in Houston know that you, if you, if you have a home in Houston, you're crazy not to have flood insurance. So, yeah, uh, all ask your agent, the national flood yeah. program will insure everybody. So um that that's my advice there.
0: So Chip, what do we need to know about FEMA if if ever needed?
1: You know, um the FEMA people are are it's it's different because it's not really why we call it flood insurance, it's really dealing with a national uh, program, you know, covering people back, and there's a lot of rules and regulations for you know, dealing with the, the federal government. And the one thing I would say is this, is you have to cross every T and dot every I. Everything has to be done exact. And uh, and quite frankly, I strongly urge people, you know, unless you're positive, you can do it yourself and you have the time and you're somewhat uh, of a of – a, um, almost a nerdy type individual would <laughs> read all the policy regulations. I'd strongly suggest people get an attorney or a public adjuster to help with their flood claim, especially if it's a more significant flood, uh, anything more than a hundred thousand dollars, just because the the federal government, unfortunately for FEMA, if they disagree with what you think the value is, that's when they will go back and say, Hey, you didn't file your proof of loss timely this way. You didn't fill it out completely. You didn't send it to the right place. Therefore, we don't have to pay you anything. You accept what we're offering or sorry, we're just, you're, you're, you're out of luck. Wow. And, and, and again, you're dealing with the federal government with federal regulations, which are very exacting and almost not the same as insurance laws we think about it that's really consumer protection and consumer friendly in some in some areas especially in texas and, and the department of insurance in texas can't do anything about you know federal flood program because it's the federal government not the state government so yeah you know, i often tell people be very very careful and think twice before trying to do a flood claim by yourself it's if it's a a large claim you chances are if you if you have a disagreement. It's gonna be very difficult to get the federal government to agree to pay you everything you're owed unless you've done everything you know exactly right to get it done.
0: You're gonna to need the to verbiage, you you're just gonna to need to know everything before you go into that pit. So your advice is well received. Our guest this morning is Chip Merlin and um his book, Pay Up, Preventing Another Disaster with Your Own Insurance Company. And Chip's given us a lot of things to think about this morning. I and and again, I appreciate your time because this is this is what we need to know on a on a on a daily basis. Because the landscape of this city is changing so much, we're still growing and expanding. Uh, drainages are not holding up as they should in some areas that we thought were going to be better. Um, I I don't know why that's an issue uh, as brilliant as we have minds and engineers to do things in this city but uh there seems to be s- some misstep but but w- w- if i'm i'm brand new to the city chip first i need to ask my realtor if i'm in a flood zone then buy the insurance then get to know my agent and we go out play a little golf have some tea and get to know each other <laughs> is that a good start well.
1: Well, you know, so so you're new to the town, and you're asking your real estate agent, which you know, look, word of mouth referrals to find an insurance agent, you know, is, is good. But I always tell people that the, and you can go check out the credentials of your insurance agent just by going on the internet. Mm-hmm. Look up the person's name, find out, you know, how long they've been doing this, how dedicated and how passionate they are, and and honestly. If you think about it, you know, would you go see somebody who might be a brain surgeon uh, if they don't do brain surgery all the time? And of course not. You would want to get the best brain surgeon you could. You know, or if you've got cancer and it's serious, you want to go to the best place that you can. Fortunately, you've got a lot of great doctors, but you would still look up their credentials. And so why don't we do the same thing with respect to insurance agents? And so I tell people to go and and find out how passionate are, are they members of their local insurance Um, agency trade group? Are they an officer? Are they a president? Do they Are they have a whole bunch of letters behind them with CPCU, CIC, the various types of designations that show these people really care about what they do and they're keeping up on learning because insurance policy forms always change and they're not just going to sell you on something that is not really right for you, they know what's in they they're going to spend time with you you're gonna do it by the book they're going to look at all your risks and have a discussion about what's best for you and is affordable you know for you and and again, I, I think that a real live you know insurance agent is is the way to go for that. I think people trying to select insurance doing it themselves of their internet is very difficult because most people don't have the training to understand the full risks mm-hmm. you know that are that are facing them so I always tell people and my book goes into it, look for people that have credentials and are passionate about what they do when you choose your insurance agent while well, you might play golf with them. Don't pick them just because they're a member of your country club. <laughs> right. you know that's not the type of person you're really hey, you know this guy's a great guy, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, no, yeah. I mean that's that's fine and dandy, but you really want to find out how but if there is everybody's passionate about getting people great insurance and keeping up that way, they might be on their uh and golf handicap.
0: Chip Merlin, founder and president of Merlin Law Group, uh, agents all over America, has expanded, doing great work, and that's why he's a part of the Public Affairs Podcast. Chip, can we have your website and how we can find you, please?
1: Sure, sure. It's uh, Um It's really easy uh, to find me. If you can just put Chip Merlin attorney, uh, as far as I know, there's only one Chip Merlin attorney in the entire United States wow. and my book will show up that's uh, published by Forbes on pay up and you can buy that, you know, o- online on on uh, uh, Barnes and Noble, Amazon. That's a Kindle edition. It's got, you know, it's also got the audio edition. Well, if you just want to listen to it, um, if nothing else, that'll help you put you to sleep <laughs> at <laughs> night. Sometimes <laughs> thinking about insurance isn't the most exciting thing in the world. I will say that most people avoid the thought of having, you know, to go through insurance. And yet it's pretty important to you if you ever have a loss, but Uh, You'll also find that we write a daily blog uh, about uh, property insurance issues as well. That probably, if you have a question, you can put the question into a search. Um, But uh, that's how people can find me. Chip Merlin attorney. uh, There's only one in the country.
0: And I'm glad we had a chance to speak with you this morning. Mama always said it's uh, better to have it and not need it. And instead of (laughs) needing it and not having it.
1: That, that, that your mama's a wise lady. Oh, she she was
0: she was she was a hoot. She, she was a hoot. Thank you for your passion and good work, and I appreciate your words on this uh, obviously very needed issue for the city of Houston. And we thank you for your time.
1: Best of luck out there, and thank you, have for having me as your guest.
0: Yes, sir. For everyone else, hang on. The Public Affairs podcast will continue right after this. Welcome back to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing issues that face our city and our nation. And we operate out of the local BMW Center Studios. I'm Uncle Fang, Jones. KG Smooth has this Sunday off, but uh, welcome to the podcast. We have another great guest for you. Uh, she is the chapter leader of uh, chapter leader for the Houston Youth That Stutter, um, a veteran. I've just learned, and Trishelle West is our special guest. Ms. West, welcome to the podcast.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored.
0: Now, you mentioned a veteran. You you served in which branch of the of the service?
2: In the Navy. So, hoorah. All right. I was in the Navy. Yes, Excellent. sir.
0: Well, we appreciate you. We thank you for your service and um tell us about your program that uh helps children with stuttering.
2: Okay, yes, sir. So, it's NSA, that's the National Stuttering Association, and it's pretty much an organization that is dedicated to providing community and empowerment to people who stutter and to those who support them through outreach, advocacy, education, and research. And so, um, you know, it's it's a local support group and it's a foundation that provides irreplaceable sources of community support and anything that's needed for someone that has a stutter.
0: So is this a personal, um, physical thing you've overcome yourself? Did you stutter?
2: You know, I do stutter. I was never diagnosed with it, but I do indeed have a stutter. And I started this youth chapter group because I have a 12-year-old now who started stuttering in 2016. And, you know, the first two years I ran around like a chicken with its head cut off because, you know, I was mama bear. I was emotional. I didn't know you know, what was going on, how do we go about this, and the change was so abrupt that, you know, I felt all the emotions of it. And once I came out of that, because, you know, I have to be strong for her, and she has come so so far, so long, and and I, I saw that strength in her, and I just wanted to create something for her that was gonna strengthen her, uplift her, and keep her going through this world that we live in um, as normal as possible. And as long as I was, you know, been living in Houston, you know, we have three adult thriving um, chapters that are doing beautiful things. And, you know, we didn't have one. I think we had a youth group years ago, but as long as my daughter has started in 2016, we had none. And I'm a person that... has overcome so many things from my personal life and then from being in the military that I felt like I can do anything. You know, you can get through anything, especially when you have a support group. And I found that out through the support from the VA and then just other things that you go through in your life, because we're all human. But when you have really distinct things like diabetes or heart problems or breast cancer or stutter, then having a support group is like one of the most amazing things to have. And I wanted to provide that for my daughter because I've seen her go through what she was going through as a kid and just how heartbreaking it was. And I'm like, what can I do? I can't sit here and wallow in it and be like, oh, whoa, it's me, you know. I have to do something and I have to, you know, make a stand for her. And so I decided to be the chapter leader, I got my interview, I did my background check and everything, and I was approved. And so here I am, Mr. Larry Jones. And you know, it can be terrifying sometimes, but at the same time, that same energy, you can convert it and change it into being fearless and courageous. And that is what I've done, because of what my daughter is going through. I can't be woe with me, I have to show her me. And then she can show me her because of my strength, and we can do this together. And because of that, I want to provide that for other families, for other kids, because I understand. I sympathize, and I empathize. And
0: Michelle, I'm not
2: going to give up for them.
0: Let, me, let Yes, me. sir. I'm
2: passionate. I'm sorry. I oh, will keep talking.
0: It's, it's <laughs> great. I, I just want everybody to know who you are. And, yes, and and at this point, there are probably a lot of families who are like, oh, my God, I'm so glad we turned on the radio this morning because I need right. this. So, yeah, give us your website, all of your social media information at this point. We're, we're going to keep going. But I do want to yes, I want folks to find you right now.
2: Yes, sir. Absolutely. OK, so you can always go to we That is the National Stuttering Association website. It'll have. Everything you need on there, every type of resource, connection group, and not to mention for us Houston folks, we got somebody on the map for the youth that are stuttering from the ages of 7 to 17. You come bring them to us, and we will show them the love and respect and guidance and support that they need and deserve. We're we're waiting for them, so, so you- I'm, I'm ready. I can just... I cry almost because it makes me so excited to have an opportunity to put this out there and show people that you're not alone. You're you're not alone.
0: No, ma'am. And, and we appreciate that because I'm sure there's a need more than we know. Uh, and the fact that you have overcome so much and you're ready to give back. But you did this with your daughter's heart in your heart. And yes. now you have a chance to expand and and tell other parents and and let children know that this is nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, my Absolutely. goodness, uh, President of the United States has openly admitted he had a stuttering problem is, and and has to slow does. himself down. Yes. Yeah, to 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 get yes. the words out. So it's yes. a
2: uh, That is so true. Mm-hmm,
0: it's a confidence builder. I uh, I'm curious. So you mentioned a couple of times some of the things you've gone through. Is that anything we can talk about?
2: Um. Well, you know, I, I had a, a rough childhood upbringing. Okay. I um had my military situation going on, and you know, it involves PTSD, anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. all of those things that I have really, really just helped so much through my confidence and me believing in myself and fitness, eating healthier. I changed my diet. I've just helped those different diagnoses. I don't want it to be who, you know, it's saying I am through a diagnosis. I want to say, okay, if I'm diagnosed with this, these are my options. And because I have this option, I'm going to go ahead and utilize that. And that's what it is. There is help out there for everyone. Just like this support group. I've had support groups, trust me, through the VA, anything. Support groups are where it's at.
0: We have a ton of veterans, we have a ton of people who maybe not have yet had the courage to, to, to take this mental step that you did to overcome these things because you obviously wanted to get better or wanted to get away from whatever was not comfortable for you. You wanted to, yeah, to live yeah. a better life and and you took it. So I I I know because we speak to folk all the time who are grateful. To say, man, we we heard that guest you had on and you won't believe she was telling my story or she was telling my child's situation. And that's why I'm always thankful for the fine men and women who address the public affairs podcast, because all of our situations may seem unique unto us, but there are zillions of us (laughs) dealing with some of the same issue and was like, okay, I'm so glad I found her. And and yeah. how do I get to her? <laughs> That's so yeah, this is uh, this is this is always a good place to share that narrative. And I I also like the backstories of what got you here, what did you come through? And here you've addressed diet, you've addressed addressed mental, you've addressed the yeah. uh, confidence, uh, this new level of confidence Absolutely. that you have in, in in you, and taking a bold step to to become a chapter Ooh. leader.
2: Well, Mr. Larry Jones, I didn't even stop there, okay? Do you know at almost 40 years of age, I've been doing poetry forever. Do you know next month, 10 days after my 40th birthday, I'm going to be live at the Houston Improv. I do poetry. I'm stepping out. It's going to be live on TV and I haven't done this in forever since my military separation and I have been chosen to do this because somebody saw my work. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like I'm, like the song says, I'm living my best life. That's what I'm
0: doing. <laughs> Congratulations! I'm serious. Congratulations. I, I play it <laughs> every
2: day. Congratulations! No, that's yes, what, sir. Thank you.
0: That's what these stories are all about. That's what this podcast Absolutely. is all about. Because we're we're connecting on several different levels, in here, where someone ha- like yourself has all these gifts and talents and services, but they stopped. You didn't stop. Something unique inside of you said, girl, you better yeah. press that button and go. It
2: was a fire, yes. It's listen to motivational speakers like Les um, Brown. Mm-hmm. He said that you don't want to be on your deathbed with all your what it should have put us in dreams around you, saying we could have lived, but you, you didn't do nothing about it. You didn't do nothing to spark us up so that we can be a big um, burning flame and – you know, now we got to die on the deathbed with you, and I'm like, I don't want that to happen. I, I got to step out. I got to do this, and and here I am now, the chapter leader for the the Houston, you know, youth that stutter. This is so big, and it makes me feel so happy. And I, I would like to um tell you also um a phone number and an email address along with the website, if that's okay.
0: Absolutely, please.
2: Okay, yes, sir. So a phone number to reach me at will be three four six two eight three. 6715, and an email address will be N for national, S for stuttering, A for association, Houston Family Youth Chapter, very long, I know, at gmail.com. So NSA Houston Family Youth Chapter at gmail.com. And that's where I can be reached.
0: You have inspired so many people this morning. I'd like to go back and ask. Have you had a case with a a young person whose stuttering was so bad, and now they hardly stutter at all? Can you share that story?
2: Um, In my own experience, I haven't, but I've heard some really great success stories Mm -hmm. about that type of thing. I've also heard of success stories of, you know, this one young girl, she had a stutter, but when she sang, you would just never knew she had a stutter. She never let it hold her back. You know, and the confidence that the kids get through having these support systems is astounding. And I I have adult chapter leaders that have told me stories, you know, about kids that were shy and didn't want to say anything. And then now they're camp leaders at our our camps that we have. They're stuttering camps where the kids can go and swim and have support and be around nothing but kids that stutter just like them for two weeks out of the summer. You know what I'm saying. So we we're providing some things for them to let them know you are normal. You know what I'm saying, and and there's somebody for you. You know what I'm saying. There's someone that cares and is going through the same thing, or just someone that understands. So
0: for sure, yeah. Do you you have meetings? You have monthly meetings?
2: Yes, sir, I do. Um, we have ours every Thursday. Well, the fourth Thursday of every month, and it's going to be from six p.m. until seven thirty p.m. Um, as of now. So some things are being changed around because, you know, we have COVID going on. And so um, our meeting places are very few in options. And so um, right now we've had to go back to doing them on Zoom until we can find us somewhere to, you know, have these meetings in person so that the kids can get together and have activities that talk about, you know, just fun stuff and even the serious stuff like, you know, how does your stutter make you feel? You know, have you been bullied before and, you know, different things like that. And then it's never a therapy thing. They have their speech therapy time and they do it with their speech therapist. We are a support group, so we're not trying to fix anything or help them pronounce anything. You be yourself and you you say it and we, we got time to listen to you say it, okay? We have time for you. And that's what it is because, you know, kids that stutter, they have moments where people will cut them off, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't let them finish. And, you know, that does something to their confidence that does something to their self esteem. And what we do in this support group is that we take those broken pieces and we put them back together, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And we show them like, Hey, I've been broken too. I may not have a stutter, but Hey, I struggle with my weight. I may not have a stutter, but I, I, I get nervous when I get in public and I can't perform, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we all have something that we stutter with and I think everybody needs a support group and so. For these kids from the ages of seven to seventeen to have a support group like this, I know that these are our future leaders you know we have we have um our baseball player on the astros um the astros team um George I always get his last name wrong but he has a stutter too. Have you heard about him
0: yes yes
2: ma'am
0: he has I done great mm-hmm.
2: things yes sir. So um, and then, like you said, the President Biden and different things like that, look at look at them, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, we we can do this. And even with myself at 40 years of age, having a stutter, being a part of this has helped me be so free because I used to talk really, really slow so that nobody would know I was going to stutter mm-hmm. or if the word came across and it, it was like, instead of saying dog, I was saying, duh, 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 duh. you know, I would be embarrassed and I, I would just feel some type of way and think about it for days like, oh, no, they knew I stuttered and stuff like that. But now I'm like, hey, take me as I am.
1: <laughs> Did you understand
2: <laughs> you want me to say it again? Because I will say it again for you. I don't mind. I'm good with me. Are you okay? You you hungry? Like, that's how I am. So <laughs> I <absolutely laughs> I, I'm not. good. And yeah, my daughter's confidence, this 12-year-old has got me to jump in 15 feet, Mr. Larry Jones, of water. Okay, I, I, even when I was in the Navy, I was afraid. I told the Navy SEALs they better not let me drown. Oh, wow. But because of, yeah, but because of, you know, my daughter's confidence, I held her back, you know, and I was just so prote- overprotective of her. And she's like, mommy, please let me, do." I gave them some lessons and everything, paid for it years ago, wow. but would never let them go over five feet. But my baby told me last year, she asked me for two hours while we were in the pool in August. And I said, Savannah, uh, I don't know, I don't know. And she's like, but I can do it. And I was just like, okay. So I just looked up to the, the sky and was just like, oh my goodness, please. <laughs> I know the lifeguards are right there. I love this pool. We come here all the time. We're homeschoolers, by the way, in our fifth way in our in our fifth year. Okay. And um, so we go to this pool all the time. It's it's a really awesome pool for us. And so we were there and. I just got out the water with her. Me, I'm not a strong swimmer. Even though I was in the Navy, I was not a strong, I'm still not a strong swimmer, not as strong as my kids who couldn't swim at all, but now they do. And we walk over, and this point, it was 11 feet for this one. And um, we walk over to the 11 feet. You know, my heart is not even beating fast. I'm just believing that she told me, she looked me in my eyes after two hours, begging and pleading me. And this is a baby that stutters since she was in 2016. and I have built her confidence up so much that I didn't even know I built it up to her wanting to jump in anything more than five feet. And so we're standing over there by the diving board, and she's like, do you want me to jump on the diving board or run and jump? I'm like, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I want you to do, okay? I'm just like, just come back to me, okay? Just come back.
0: (laughs) So I'm standing
2: there.
0: Not to cut you off, but every parent who heard what you said when your baby said, Mama, Mommy, I can do it. Yeah. Listen to those words because I, I was a single I dad know. for a long time. And when my child wow. said it, I knew for a fact that she was in and she was locked in and she meant it and she did it. So those wow. are keys that you pay attention to. But look, my friend, we have talked about okay. our time just that fast. Yeah,
2: you're <laughs> right. Cause I will keep going. Okay? It, it's okay, <laughs>
0: but go ahead. Let's reset. Uh, name, number, web address, Instagram, all that where we can find you because your program is certainly going to bless a lot of people.
1: Yes, sir.
2: Okay. So you can reach me, Trishelle West, at 346 283 6715. You can reach me by email at NSA Houston Family Youth Chapter at gmail.com. Um, you can also go to our Facebook page, and we are on there as the um NSA Houston Family Youth Chapter. So all you have to do is type that in and we'll be there and if you want to be a part of this support, you have a child who stutters, bring them along and you know, we're going to be having a meeting tomorrow because it's the fourth Thursday. We're going to be on Zoom, so you know, anytime you think of your Thursday and it's the fourth Thursday, if you want to come join, you can. It's it's open. There's no judgment here. You don't have to be embarrassed about stuttering or anything. Just just bring them and we'll show them the support they need.
0: God bless you, Miss West. We appreciate your time. We thank you for your work. Uh, kiss the baby for us, please. Give her a big hug.
2: Yes, I will. Thank you.
0: And thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. that will conclude this week's Public Affairs Podcast. We thank you for listening. On behalf of KG Smooth and the family at the Houston Area BMW Centers, we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.